Hello, welcome to Self Talk. I'm Dr. Ray Self, your host. What is this show about? It's about getting free. Getting free from what, you may ask? It's getting free from anything that keeps you away from God's plan for your life. Anything that hurts you or suppresses you or causes you harm. That's my heart. That's my passion. I want to see you free. I want to see you living your God-given dream. I want to see you being the person God created you to be. Stay tuned for our next exciting topic. Thank you for joining us today. God bless you. Welcome to Self Talk. I am Dr. Ray Self himself. Glad you're with me today. I want to talk about something I think is very interesting, very strange, and that is why are prophetic people so weird? You know, um, I love the prophetic gift, especially when it's operating correctly, and it really is God speaking to us. But have you ever noticed that people who claim to be prophets sometimes have extreme personalities, seem to be really dramatic? I've been around prophetic people for many, many years, and I love them dearly. Okay, This is not here to ridicule or to criticize at all. I, I just know that sometimes when you're around the prophetic, it can get kind of kind of strange and a little bit out there. And the problem with that is that it just, I don't know, it takes away from it all. It it, it makes you question things and it and it sets up the charismatic church and the, the church with this type of spirit-filled churches with for criticism. And I just, you know, I, I don't like that. I know I, I'm a Bible believer and the Bible tells us very clearly that we are to desire the gift of prophecy. It's a, it's a clear commandment. It's not out of context. God is speaking to us. He talks to us all the time. He's broadcasting. And sometimes, I think, the prophetic gift in New Testament times, it's strictly God's talking to us. And sometimes he gives you something he wants you to tell another person. It's a message for another person. And see, the New Testament prophets it's, it's for, according to the book of Corinthians, it's all about exhortation, edification, and, and comfort. It's not necessarily, you know, predicting the end of times, okay? God is speaking. God wants us to hear him. And in God's infinite mercy, he'll send us another person to tell us exactly what he's been trying to tell us all along. He'll send a person with the prophetic gift to confirm his word to us. But sometimes... Prophetic people just get a little strange. And I, you know, I love them. They can be dramatic and extreme personalities. I mean, scripturally, think about it. Isaiah stripped off all his clothes and wandered around naked. In Isaiah chapter 20, Jeremiah couldn't get rid of this cattle yoke that he fastened to his shoulders until somebody else had to break it off of him. Um, we see some pretty strange things with the prophetic people. Remember, Agabus took a belt and and wrapped it around his waist and told Paul, this is what's going to happen to you too if you do not listen to what I'm trying to say. Prophetic people can be very black and white. They can be very extreme. They feel what they're telling you. They feel the emotion of what the, of the message. The message has feelings to them. And, you know, I love them dearly. And if you, if you know who they are and you know and you see their heart, you know, you accept them and you embrace them. But other people get turned off by them. And unfortunately, sometimes prophetic people can come across, hear me gently, it's kind of weird. And what I, the problem with that is, 
it's a real turnoff to baby Christians or unbelievers. And so I think, and what I want to talk about today is there is a way to operate prophetically and use your prophetic gift and not be strange, not turn people off, and also give more glory to God with it. How about that? More glory to God. So it's a wonderful gift. You know, I operate in it, and I know, you know, there's there's millions of people out there that are going to criticize that. You know that gift is not for today. You know that that was for then and not for now. You know that's just a bunch of emotionalism, and that's just a bunch of a charismaniac kind of stuff. I want to tell you something. To my critics, I think you just need to get back and study the Word a little bit more careful, especially the book of Corinthians chapter 12, 13, and 14. Study it very carefully about spiritual gifts. There's nothing in there that says these gifts have faded away. It's, it's, it's amazing how we can, some of my brothers and sisters, they'll tell you, you know, that's supernatural, weird stuff. That doesn't happen anymore. But you can be saved and born again and, and transformed into another person. That miracle can still happen, but these other miracles can't happen. It's interesting that we can believe in the miracle of salvation, which is the greatest miracle of all, but we can't believe in the supernatural gifts of the Spirit, which are not nearly as amazing as the gift of salvation. Spiritual gifts are critical. Words of knowledge, words of wisdom, uh, discerning of spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues, all these gifts are critical. The Bible says, Paul said that the gifts were for the common good. Spiritual gifts are for the good of the body of Christ. We're called to desire these gifts. Why? Because to desire these gifts, we are doing it for the good of people around us. Not to desire spiritual gifts is literally being selfish. It's being selfish. Because a spiritual gift such as prophecy, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, faith, miracles, these gifts are for the blessing of other people. So I desire these gifts so I can be a blessing to other people. Jesus said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and then you shall be a witness. Gifts of the Spirit only happen through the power of the Holy Spirit operating through a believer. The power of the Holy Spirit brings glory to Jesus Christ. It doesn't bring attention to the person operating in the gift. And that's where I want to talk about today. If we're not careful and you have a spiritual gift, you can make it about you. It's really not about you. It's about God wanting to use you. And that keeps us humble. It's about the Holy Spirit who dwells in you wanting to use you to bless other people. So. We don't have to be weird with the prophetic. Now, and I'm not trying to criticize people. I mean, I, 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 I actually have compassion and love, and I have a lot of uh, people with extreme personalities that are very black and white, uh, and a lot of prophetic people I know are like that. And I really, I like them. I mean, they're 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 great people, but to others, they can be a turnoff, and that can create a problem because we what we want to do is we want to, like the Bible says, edify. We want to exhort and we want to comfort. Edify means to build up. Exhort means to encourage or correct. And comfort or console or consolation means to bring comfort. Who doesn't need those three things in their life, okay? So normally being outrageous doesn't bring glory to God. The extreme generally brings attention to the individual. What I mean by that, when a person is extreme, the focus is on them. You see a real prophetic person operating his prophetic gift. The focus gets off of him, 
are off of her and onto what God is doing. And the glory goes to God. The attention goes to God. Okay. And that's what, that's what we want. It's critical that people hear God speaking to them. It's critical that people hear what God has to say. And so many times in my life, I, I believe God is telling me something or God may have been trying to get a message across to me. I'm not paying attention like I should. I'm at church and all of a sudden somebody comes up to me and gives me a prophetic word, which is exactly what God's been trying to tell me all along. But what does it do for me? It encourages me. It builds my faith. It builds my confidence. It really helps me. I cannot tell you how much the prophetic has, has enhanced and encouraged me and, and changed my life. Change, I give you lots of stories about how it's changed my life. Most of the time, prophecy is simply confirmation. God will confirm what he's been trying to tell you all along. Think about how many times Jesus confirmed his prophecies. I mean, he would tell us over and over and over again things that were to happen. You know, I'm going to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to be crucified. I'm going to rise again on the third day. And even when he told people what was going to happen, they still didn't believe it until after they saw it happen. And they saw him after it happened, and he had to confirm again. Jesus told us, he said, I will tell you the things that will come to pass. So when they come to pass, you will believe. Prophecy is a great, great builder of faith. Now, but how can you do this without freaking people out? How do you do it without just making people think that you're strange and, and, and that kind of stuff? And I really want to give you some practical ways to do that. Now, there's some polite ways to do that. I was, um, I've told this story before, and uh, I just love this story. I was in the airport down in Miami. I was sitting at a, a restaurant, and a server came up to the restaurant to, to wait on the table. And as she came up, I just had these, this really strong impression that I believe from the Lord about her and about her daughters. And I, um, I wanted to tell her that I think I heard God speak to her. I had a message from God for her without freaking her out. So how did I do this? So I did these three things. I introduced myself to her as a minister. I said, excuse me, my name is Ray Self. And I'm a pastor, and uh, just want you to know, I really appreciate you uh, serving us today. What's your name? And I forgot she told us her name. He said, well, when I saw you, I had a strong impression that I think may be from God. Is it okay if I share with you what I think the Lord may be telling you? And she said, well, sure. So I shared what I believe I heard the Lord say to her. All of a sudden, she started to cry. And there she is, we're in this restaurant in a busy airport, and there she is standing over the table crying. And all of a sudden, she gets down on her knee and puts her head on the table and cries. And I'm with an evangelist named Bart, and Bart leads her to the Lord Jesus Christ. She accepts Jesus Christ right there in the restaurant, in the middle of an airport, and all it was was an encouraging word from the Lord. I didn't freak her out. It wasn't, you know, these things that's going to scare people away. I wasn't spooky. I just acted like a polite person who cared about other people. And, you know, if you speak with love and concern, people will hear you. If I had said to this young lady, excuse me, young woman, 
I hear the Lord God saying to you, my gosh, she'd have turned around and run. I never got my iced tea or my fries. Forget that. <laughs> All I'm saying is be polite, be courteous. You don't have to apologize for your gift, but introduce yourself and tell them who you are and say, you know, I just, as I was thinking about you, I believe I heard the Lord say something about you. May I share this with you? I will tell you this, that 90, more than 90% of the time, people will say, sure. And that opens up a door. You see, in Corinthians, it says prophecy is a sign for the unbeliever. This prophetic word, I gave this young lady, changed her life, led her to salvation. The Holy Spirit had something he wanted to say to this young lady, and he used me to do it. And I was able to do it not being weird. All I'm saying is you don't have to be outrageous to witness Christ and to touch people. You know, Jesus, when he said uh, in Luke, wait in Jerusalem till you receive power from on high, I believe very clearly. And then in Acts 1, when he said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit's come upon you, and then you shall be my witness. I believe what Jesus is saying is, he wants us to witness with the supernatural. The supernatural is a witness of Christ. Jesus was supernatural. Jesus was not a normal guy. I can tell people about Jesus all day long, which is a fine thing to do. But when I demonstrate Jesus to them, you hear me? When I demonstrate Jesus to them with a supernatural gift, that rocks their boat. That changes lives. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. Just allow the Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do. The Holy Spirit wants to reach out and touch people. Now, let me give you another word of encouragement. When you give a prophetic word, you know, don't preach it, don't teach it, don't explain it, don't counsel it. Because by the time you finish with it, the recipient doesn't even know what the word is. And you've got to remember this. When you have a prophetic message, a message from God for another person, you're not necessarily the interpreter. The interpretation of that message normally is given to the recipient of the message. You understand? Here, you are a messenger. You're not an explainer. You're not uh, the person who should interpret the message unless God gives you a clear interpretation like he did with Daniel. In other words, just tell the person what you hear or heard the Lord say and then zip it. Zip it up. Don't add to it. Do not counsel it. Don't preach it. Don't teach it. Let the Holy Spirit do his work. Let the Holy Spirit work in the heart of the person you're ministering to. Let the Holy Spirit give them the interpretation and the meaning. Let me tell you something. If it's a word from God, the person that's receiving the word is going to be impacted by it, and they're going to understand it, and they're going to know what it means. But if you start adding to it and explaining it and interpreting it and counseling it and preaching it, you're going to end up diluting the word and adding a whole lot of flesh to it. And I'm saying that in a very loving, kind, and mild, and gentle way, okay? I, um, I need to hear from God, and so do you. We need to hear what God's trying to say. The prophetic gift is a great way to hear from God. Now listen, folks, there's a lot of people out there claiming they have heard from God. 
Uh, I saw heard a lot of prophecies about the election that uh, did not come true. What are we going to say about that? Okay, maybe it was a conditional prophecy. Maybe there wasn't enough faith. I don't know. But you, hear me now, my listener, listen to me carefully. You have a responsibility to determine if a word is coming from God. You have the Holy Spirit. I have the Holy Spirit. Hopefully the person giving you a prophetic word also has the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit recognizes himself. The Holy Spirit recognizes his own voice. That's what it means to bear witness. So if you receive a prophetic word, the Holy Spirit in you should have peace about it, should give you kind of an okay about it. But if you receive a prophetic word and there's no peace in your heart about it, you need to really pray about that word. Check it out. Maybe talk to your pastor about it. You see, we should always judge prophetic words in the light of scripture. We should judge prophetic words in the light of what maybe an elder or a spiritual authority has to say about them. We should judge prophetic words about the witness in our heart. So be careful with prophetic words. And sometimes you get these words you're just not sure about. And I call this, the old school people say, just put it on the shelf. What does that mean? It means you take the prophetic word and you set it aside and you just pray over it and you wait and see what happens. I got a prophetic word some years ago that I was going to be ministering in Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona. That has yet to happen. I have not had an invitation or inclination to go to Phoenix, but I, I still have that word sitting on the shelf. It's starting to get a little dusty. You know, but then I have, I've had other words that, uh, that came true almost immediately some years later. The point is, a prophetic word should either be accepted fully, prayed over, and received with faith, or prophetic words should be set on the shelf just to wait and see what will happen. Or if it's clearly not of God, just do not receive it in your heart. Just reject it. Reject it in your heart. And you know, as a minister, so many times people want to pray over me. And I have countless people pray over me. And what I do when other people are praying over me, sometimes to myself, I say my, a little personal prayer. And it goes like this, as people are trying to give me all these prophetic words that I'm hearing, uh, I mean, I've had sometimes you have 10 or 20 people staying around you trying to give you a prophetic word. And I will say something like, Lord Jesus, I receive only what is of you. Anything not of you, I just, just let it fall to the ground. And it's amazing how clear thing gets after that. So the point of this podcast today is there's a way to operate in the prophetic politely, with, with courteous, in a courteous manner, in a loving manner. There's a way to be polite and courteous with the prophetic that will not turn people off and at the same time will bring glory to God. Amen? That's what we want to do. This is what this show's about. It's all about bringing glory to God. If you have not been stirred and activated in the, in the prophetic, this is all you've got to do. Just say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, your word says that I should earnestly desire spiritual gifts, and especially that I would prophesy. Heavenly Father, I desire this gift of prophecy. I ask you now, Holy Spirit, to give me this gift. I receive this gift from you now, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, I desire to be imparted with this gift. I receive it now. Holy Spirit, Just whoever's listening to me, those that desire this gift, impart this gift to them now in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive it. And then the Bible says you should stir it up 
and activate it. Use wisdom. Stay close to the word of God. Do not get weird. Do not get out of order. Stay under the authority of the church. You know how to do it. Be mature with it. Amen. I love you much. This is Dr. Ray Self, and this has been Self Talk. A couple of words of encouragement. Please check out my book, Hear His Voice, Be His Voice, on Amazon.com. Also, I have this little deal where if, if you'll donate to my ministry, I have a hardship scholarship fund. I help pastors in need. I have a school, International College of Ministry. Many of you know about it. Accredited online Holy Spirit-filled seminary. Many people can't afford to come to it, although it's not expensive. I give scholarships to anybody who desires a Holy Spirit-filled education who cannot afford it, but we need help with that fund. And so if you give a donation of $10 or more to my ministry, I will send you a copy of my book, Hear His Voice, Be His Voice, a signed copy. Amen. You go to icmcollege.org, click donate at the bottom of the page, icmcollege.org. Put your donation in and comments, put I want the book. Or if you don't want to do all that, just go to amazon.com and get it. But please check out the website, icmcollege.org. we got a new life coaching uh, certification program, degrees in counseling, ministry, theology, prophetic ministry, all accredited, all Holy Spirit-filled, icmcollege.org. Love you much. This is Dr. Ray South. See you next week. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the gospel. Please visit my website at icmcollege.org for more information and some really cool free stuff. Be sure and like me on Facebook. Check out my YouTube videos. You can also purchase my latest book, Hear His Voice, Be His Voice, on Amazon.com.